the Bible Study Podcast, episode 645. Today, the Bible Study Podcast begins a study of the book of Genesis. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Someone asked me recently whether we had ever done a study of the book of Genesis and not in the Bible Study Podcast. I've taught it before in different uh, Bible studies at my church, and but it's been a little while, and so we're going to get back and do the book that literally means beginnings, and that's what the word Genesis means. And this is going to be an interesting book to study. It's really sort of three books all in one. One is the pre-flood, and then the story of the flood, and then the story of the patriarchs. And they're going to be quite different. This is a book that has been traditionally been considered one of the books of Moses, uh, that Moses was considered by the Jews to have written the first five books of the Bible. Moses was not there at the beginning during creation. He was not there during the flood or in the time of the patriarchs. Obviously, he may have been taking advantage of some things that had come down to him in oral tradition. We don't know for sure. It might be that it was written at a later time, as some scholars think. And when we look at the book of Genesis, I'm going to posit for you that this book is true, but whether it's true in a scientific sense or whether it's true in a poetic sense or or what the form of that truth is, is up to some debate. So, for instance, when Jesus says in the book of Luke that and speaking in the name of God that I have longed to gather you children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, that does not imply that God has wings or that God is a big chicken. And so that is clearly Jesus using poetic language. Some portion of Genesis may be that way. And so we'll talk a little bit about that, especially in this first couple chapters. We're going to talk about creation, and we're going to talk about it two different times because there are two different creation accounts in Genesis, and Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, and both of which are probably going to be pretty familiar to you. So let's do Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, Let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And so it was. And it was so. God called the vault sky. And there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land and the gathered waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds, and it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seeds in it according to their kinds, and God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years, 
and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful, increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it. I give you every green plant for food, and it was so. God saw that all he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. And so the first thing we have to talk about is this debate that has happened, not just between Christians and non-Christians, but among Christians in terms of six days of creation. Do we mean six literal days, or do we mean six time periods, or is this a poetic account? Uh, there's some problems with taking this as six literal days, um, in the sense that it would appear that the earth is older than that from all the evidence that we have seen. But there's also bigger things that we often overlook, like the fact that there's day and night before there's sun and moon, um, where we understand the sun and moon are why we have day and night, and that we have day and night because we are on a rotating planet around the sun. This is not an account that was intended to teach people a cosmology that was different from what they understood. This is an account that expresses creation in their understanding of things. And so we get the vault of the sky, uh, which was how an ancient of this time period would picture the world, the world sort of a flat ring with a vault of the sky, you know, pierced through so you can see the stars coming through from heaven, and that there were waters above the sky and waters below the earth. And we wouldn't describe things that way. And so as this account is written, it wasn't written in a way that we recognize right away. But again, I don't think that we will find that the purpose of this book is as a science book. I'm not saying that it's wrong. For instance, the first person who argued for the account that we now call the Big Bang, which is the most accepted 
creation science was actually a priest who was arguing it from a point of view of he saw that in the Bible that God creates this world with a word, this moment of creation, this brilliant flash of light, light be, let there be light. And so he argued that that must be how earth was created, that must be how the universe was created, and that is now the prevailing theory. But at the time that he argued that, it was considered nonsense. So I'm not saying that there isn't truth in here or that it is unscientific from that point of view, but I don't think this book, either Genesis or the Bible, that that's the intention. The intention here is to talk about some things, and there's some themes that are going to run here through Genesis. One is that God is created, right? It's very clear here that in the beginning there was God, that God is pre-existing before creation, and that God is an active creator, Right, that God speaks it into being. Now, there is never anything in the Bible that says why God created. Not that I'm aware of, at least certainly not here in this account. It doesn't say that God created because he was lonely. It doesn't say that God created because he was bored. It says that God created. And I think the reason, if we had to guess it, is that God is a creator, that that is the nature of God, is that God creates. The other thing we'll see throughout Genesis is Genesis is going to be the beginning of the consistent story of the Bible, which is the story of God and his people. And the people will change over time, certainly New Testament from Old Testament, but we will see that pick up here in just a couple chapters. We'll be dealing with God, dealing with people. And so the other thing that the Genesis account is going to show us is not a deist God, not a God who is the great watchmaker who winds it up, lets it go, and doesn't get involved. That is not going to be the God that we're going to see here in Genesis. Now, the other thing that we get is we get things created in order, and we get things created over time. And again, the Bible says elsewhere that a day to God is like a thousand years to us. So whether this is seven, six literal days or whether that is just used to separate out this different acts of creation, I tend to lean towards the latter. But if God chose to do it in six days and wanted to change all of the things that we think of as physical laws in the process of doing that, certainly his prerogative. But the main emphasis here is God created It was an act of creation, God existed before, and it was good. And those are probably the main things we want to pick up from this chapter. And of course, man created last and given this world, given this good world, this good creation. And I think that's what we want to pick up from Genesis 1. Now, the interesting thing here is that this is the first of two creation accounts. We'll talk about that next time because we're going to, because you'll notice we haven't gotten to Adam and Eve yet. That's going to be in Genesis 2. So stick around. We'll do that next week. But with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. 
Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.